Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good morning. Today is an interesting day because for the first time in VOV podcast history, we doing it a little bit different. So if you're watching this on video right now, what you do realize is our guy, our guy, I'm going to call you your first name if you're okay, but then I'm going to call you your Instagram name, all right? <laughs> For sure. Cyrus, a.k.a. Hippie Supreme, yes. is on the show, but he is on camera by himself. We're doing this interview Vlad style, baby. I would say shout out to Vlad, but Vlad, you be doing some weird shit, brother. So, I, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let me say shout out to you for inspiring me to do a little bit of media, but we're going to take the conversation a positive route. And with that being said, go ahead and introduce yourself to the people, my brother. You can talk to me, you can talk to the camera, you can run it however you want, brother, but let the people sure. know who you is. All right, so my name's Cyrus, and I feel like I'm the best fashion designer. For real, for real, so... But I'm cool though, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm one of the coolest people that you'll ever meet. But it's like, yeah, when it's time to shine, it's my yeah. I'm definitely gonna show it. I love it. I love it. Well, we are welcoming onto the show the 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 claim to fame best fashion designer in the country. You know, we we're gonna go ahead and say world. the world right now. In the world. We're gonna say the world. <laughs> hey man, I ain't gonna lie to you, Cyrus. We had a few other fashion designers come on this show, so we might have some hey. competition, but it's love though. It's love. For sure. But we might For have sure. some competition. But I'm excited yeah. to talk a little bit about your journey today, how you got into fashion, your interests, your inspirations, and I think the best way to start is kinda at the root. So yeah. where did you grow up? Um and Talk a little bit about how the environment, the city, the town, the neighborhood you grew up in kind of impacted who Cyrus is today as a, as a grown adult. So, like, I grew up here in Kansas City, uh, mainly from, like, out south. So, like, uh, I got both of my parents in my life. So, my parents are married. And when I was young, my pops was, like, my, my pops is a hard worker. You know what I'm saying? So like, when me and my siblings came along, my pops was like, cool, and I'ma teach y'all how to do this too. And uh, my mom's, she's like, kind of the same. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, But growing up, we've stayed in the same area of the city. Like, it's wild. Like, when I tell you, my grandma's literally live like right around the corner from us. Wow. It's like we stayed all in the one area from like the 60s to the 70s, mm -hmm. 70s to the 60s, 60s to the 70s, like back and forth. But I, I, I just been in that one area. It's like I'm stamped in that area. <laughs> I love it, though. That's amazing. I, it's amazing sure. in some ways and sure it could be a challenge in some and others. But from an amazing perspective, you have a community. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm sure you know a few of your neighbors. I'm sure when you're walking down the block, you probably know a few names, you know whose house yeah. that is. And I think that that can bring back like this positive, nostalgic feeling as we get older and we walking through the neighborhood sure. as a 20 or 30 year old. And we're like, oh, yeah, that used to be um, Bernice's house. That used yeah. to be, uh, you know, Dion's house. That used to be blah, blah, blah. And kind of brings back memories. Do you feel that way now? I know you say you guys are still in the same area, but when you're going over to family's cribs and, and that part of town are you ever just walking down like damn i remember i used to ride my bike right here talk a little bit about about any nostalgic memories you have from the neighborhood growing up definitely like i've definitely seen the neighborhood change like from it's this one house like probably like a few doors down from my mom's crib and growing up i've never seen nobody live there it's kind of been like vacant but now 
it's somebody doing reservations and everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, not reservations, renovations. Yeah. <laughs> Who's gonna let it slide? Trippy. <laughs> trippy. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, see, look, I caught it. I'm like, hold on. Like, <laughs> but yeah. So it's like, I've seen the neighborhood change, and it's more people working on it, and it's like a little uh, community where like my my mom's neighbor brought everybody like ring doorbells ring doorbell cameras yeah, yeah. and they're like a whole little uh what is that like uh, a neighborhood watch clean. yeah <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying like a little neighborhood watch they got their little group chats and everything so i definitely be driving through like damn i remember when nobody lived in that house mm-hmm. i remember when this house was like this i remember that yard used to be just full of weeds yeah. you know what i'm saying so definitely then uh it's this one crib probably like two blocks away where my family really really started at and I drive past it now, bro. Near like somebody like tore the whole house down oh, and rebuilt man. it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, bro. I grew up in that house, like, but that's like my childhood home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, for sure, kind of hurt a little bit. Neighborhood <laughs> different. I'm like, hold on, like. Facts. <laughs> I feel like I don't know why, but in my head, a movie idea just popped up where it's like somebody who you know they grew up in this house all their life they finally move and then some neighbors or something or some random people decide to move in the neighborhood and tear down a crib and now it's a whole fight to like fight yeah. them from tearing down a crib and trying to like convince them to just renovate it and like keep it as home but then you end up being like a scary character that lives in the yeah. home and they don't even know anyway fuck that we're gonna slide uh <laughs> i was up here getting into horror movie vibes but um making a whole up. script man whole script on tv don't copy my vibes ladies and gentlemen sure. don't copy I- i'm gonna yeah. go ahead and uh trademark that you did um okay so young boy growing up south side kansas city primarily same neighborhood grandmoms close by pops and dad pops and moms in the house what, uh, if you don't mind me asking, what did Pops do for work? Like you said, hard worker, uh, mom's hard worker. Was there anything from their career past that kind of inspired you to maybe do the same work that they did? Like how did you end up going down the creative path? Or was mom and Pops creative themselves and that kind of inspired so, those juices? Talk about that a little bit. So like my Pops, he's, bro, there's nothing that he can't do. It's crazy. Like when people be like, yeah, my Pops can do this. Like, you know how people, Say let's go band for band, yeah, and let's go dad for dad. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because like, my pops up against your pops. What's up? <laughs> definitely like, hey boy, like my pops can he he can build you a house if he wanted to. Man. You know what I'm saying? And my pops he he does HVAC. So like at probably like around like nine years old, my pops showed me how to do HVAC. Yeah, and he's like an engineer. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So like my pops can if he decided to rebuild a house. My dad can do that. That's fine. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I kind of went into, like, the zone of, cool, let me be, like, a, you know, like, a engineer, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But probably around, like, six or seven, my dad taught me how to draw. Uh-huh. So, that's kind of where it started. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, bro, this art shit fun. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> bro, let's keep doing it. And then, like, after that, my pops taught me how to rap. He... He made my first song ever, so wow. I'm taking it to school. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, hey, look, check it out. You know, what I mean? <laughs> look what <laughs> you I know did. What I mean? <laughs> yeah. So it's like my pops really, he put me in the world of creativity, and I didn't only get it from him. I got it from my grandpa on my mom's side because on his 
spare time, he'll make like bracelets, charm bracelets or necklaces or pins and everything. Yeah. Like he always found something to do in his free time. I love it. So just being around that, I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, I can definitely do this. You know what I'm saying? So just every day I'll draw something different. You know what I mean? And then my mom, she's, she's more of like, hey, you need to get up and take care of this. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And my pops is too, like they both just like that, but my mom, she gonna definitely get it done. Right. You know what I'm saying? And my pops, he's he's gonna get it done too, but he has a million things on his plate. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? My mom, she's like, you get it done now, here, do this, do that, bada boom, bada bang. Yeah. And she's like, she's, she's more so about structure. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like she has a whole routine. Then if she's knocked off track just once, but the rest of her day is knocked off track too. And my pops, he's just like a get up and go mm -hmm. type of dude. You know what I'm saying? So he's, just, he, he's like, I'm gonna take care of, it, but I'm gonna take care of it on my time. For Mine's sure. Like I'm gonna take care of it. And I gotta take care of it now. Now, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Gotcha. And she's she's a insurance agent, mm -hmm. and uh, she works from home. So it's like my mom got a suite, bro. Wait, I wake up every day, go right to my office next 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 to my bedroom. Bro, I'm cool, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, both of my parents, they really showed me what hard work meant. And then they showed me like, if you put in that hard work, but that hard work gonna pay off, Absolutely. you know what I'm saying? So it's like, as I got older, I thought like, damn, do I wanna keep clocking in? Cause I be seeing what my parents go through. They be like, damn, I don't wanna go to work today. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I took like, what my pops showed me and, uh. When I graduated, and it's like, do I want to go to work or do I want to be an entrepreneur? Mm -hmm. But it's like now I have to go to work in order to fund that, you know? Yeah, that so journey, it's like, yeah. Yeah, so it's like it ain't, it ain't nothing wrong with it. But my pops definitely told me, like, bro, it's more out here. You know what I'm saying? So just listening to that and thinking that on a daily, but that's really what, where, like, it started the journey and it added more fuel to it. Like, bro, just keep doing it, just keep doing it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like most most of the it's like my dad he likes to draw cartoon characters. That's all he can draw. I'll be like, bro, like <laughs> you change it up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like 20, Twenty years later, he like, dad, you still drawing? You still drawing Spider Man? Yeah, and I'll be like, damn, bro. You know what I'm saying? But he's dope with it. So it's like I'll be sitting there like, but my pops, he can draw using his feet too. That's crazy. That's like, bro, he's talented. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like. Let me be different like my dad, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So definitely like, yeah, but my pops is like, yeah. And he's the reason why I'm a fashion designer. I love it. I love it. That's a powerful sure. story. I feel like there's so much um that goes into creating an individual, you know. Sure. <clears throat> from the very beginning, from a biological perspective, like yeah. the crazy shit that has to happen in a lady's body for her to be able to create a human and then that human to be born and then from that very moment you're watching your parents, their behaviors, their sure. their actions, how their face blinks when they hear a certain sound or a tone of voice, how yeah. they raise their voice or lower their voice, how they speak to you in your ear when you zero or seven mm -hmm. months years old, like all these years old, seven months old, um, all these things kind of impact yeah. the individual as they continue to get older. So like when you're seeing your mom and your pops hustle, you're like, all right, so I know I'm a hustle when I get older because sure. all I see is them hustle, get shit done, and yeah. boom, boom, bow. Now I know my mom is all about priorities, getting shit done just like this, so you're gonna take a little bit of that. It's like, yeah. all right, I got my homework, I know it's due, now I can choose to get it done on my own time, or yeah. I can choose to get it done right now, 
but I got these two options. Either way, I know I'm going to get shit done because my parents get shit done. Now, there's two different routes. One might be fit a better fit for me or not a better fit for me but you had options to choose from because yeah. of that exposure to to leaders in the household so i think that's amazing and then the creative aspect even though he just drawing cartoons but he drawing cartoons with his feet though that's gangster yeah bro no, he's different that's bro. really crazy yeah. that's really crazy now i ain't gonna lie now I'm, this might be a little sus but i'm gonna just make a recommendation brother i think sus. if you ever want to create some <laughs> crazy content boom Put the camera on your toes, fam. Put a draw. Put a oh, put a, put a, put a pencil, and all you do crazy. is draw with that shit, <laughs> bruh. The male only fans, but we gonna move on from that conversation. That is crazy. That is super crazy. <laughs> y'all can say what y'all want. That's why I'm behind the camera, so y'all can't see my face while I say crazy shit. Now nah, I'm fucking around, but anyways. So, talk about high school, man. Like you know, growing up, you talked a little bit about your parents, how they impacted you. At yeah. what age did you? Um, you know, maybe realize, I know you said after high school you had to ask yourself this question, but was there an earlier time where you realized, hey, I'm probably going to chase like a creative, more creative entrepreneur route and well, I'm sure. less likely to be going to become a, you know, any other great career out there, but you just were like, hey, that's probably not my route. Did, was there a moment? Sure. Was it like eighth grade? Was it not until senior year when you graduated? Was it like when you were six, you like, hell no, I ain't never about to go. <laughs> work no job I'm about to create a job for myself but I ain't about to go work no job so talk to me a little bit about when entrepreneurship started getting put in front of your eyes as like a real thing and let me double down a little bit more what I mean by a real thing is when did you start seeing content online around entrepreneurship and start understanding what it means to be somebody who owns their own business besides just saying that like when did you start to realize oh this happens. Did you ever have an uncle or anybody that was running and selling their own shit? And you were like, oh, okay, mm. this is possible. But yeah, just talk a little bit about how you were exposed to entrepreneurship and when you decided that that's probably going to be the route you go down. Uh, I can say around like seventh grade. Where like, so like, I was always the type to be in the back of the class looking up how to get rich today. <laughs> Every day, bro. Like, I was sitting in class like, bro, this beat, like, definitely not feeling it. Then when, then when I got to the age where my pops was like, yeah, it's time for you to get a job. I'm like, bro, what? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? But, but that's not what I want for sure. So it's like around that age, it's, it's like when I told myself like, nah, bro, this, this is not it. That's when I went into like thinking of how can I use what I'm good at to really like be the type of lifestyle that I want to live. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything that I'm living now, I kind of told myself this is how it's going to be when I was in seventh grade, for sure. So it's like, I would definitely get on YouTube every day. Like, how do people get rich today? You know what I'm saying? And that's when I started to learn about entrepreneurs. It's like, nobody really showed me that. I had to go find it on my own. Mm -hmm. Then it's like, when I started to draw interest to it, that's when everything started to flood in. I'm like, I bet, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, I had went to uh, Paseo, mm-hmm. and then that school for the arts, and I went there for like technical theater, but I will always like leave class to go to the fashion room, like all the time. And then I kind of built that relationship with the fashion teacher, and I think her name was like Miss Lucas, and she was basically showing me like, bro, this is easy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she was basically showing me, hey, this shit light. <laughs> yeah, because the way she was doing it, I'm like, 
how do you use a sewing machine? Mm-hmm. She was like, this is how you do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, I love them sewing machines now. Like, I taught myself how to sew in one night. Damn. You know what I mean? Hell, and it's not like, me. Bull, because I, I was a little nervous going into it, but that's like a whole different story, though. But, yeah, I definitely I had to force myself to get in that crowd. So, around that age, uh, we had a brand named... Uh, who had dropped the brand? Was. Mm, now, yeah, he yeah. has Lee Was Studios. Yes, sir. People don't know that acid luxury back in the day. That was you know what shit. I'm saying? That was for that sure. Shit. So that when absolutely. I picked up on that, I'm like, hold on. You from my city and you got a fashion brand? Like, and it's hard? Like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, how are you doing this? Then I then I then I started seeing them on more like uh interviews, mm-hmm. like and then the newspaper and shit like that. So just reading up on how he got into it, and I'm like, bro, this is just like Miss Lucas was saying, bro, this is easy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's when I was like, all right, bet. Do I want to go to college or do I want to actually put my full force into this? Keep it a bet. I wanted to go to college, but I'm like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> my very first piece, and it was some jean shorts. So like around around that time, bro, that's when everybody was just cutting up jean shorts mm-hmm. and doing like a little bleach design. I'm like, all right, cool. So I had my mom's go to like the thrift store, get like a cheap pair of jeans. But I was always the bigger kid. Mm-hmm. So like my mom's was shopping like the fat kid section. You know what I'm saying? Or the big and tall. I'm like, damn, like this is crazy. <laughs> nah, what's crazy is you start, you didn't even say big and tall first. How you going? The fat kid section. <laughs> so like, that's yeah. crazy. Like, I remember it like it was yesterday, bro. Moms handed me them jeans, and I just cut the legs off, cut them in the shorts, and I'm like, nah, I gotta come different, bro. I gotta do something different. And I had to do some bleach on them. And I'm like, cool. I ain't know what I was doing, mm-hmm. bro. Brother, brother. Next day, I went to school, spending like a straight bottle of bleach. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought I was the freshest one. I'm like, bro, I made these, like. I'm wearing what I made, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And after that, so I was just cutting up everything. So I really got into fashion by making jeans. Like, I've been making jeans for 10 years now, bro. And around that time, I didn't know how to use a sewing machine. So like my pants was huge. Like, sound like I'm walking in trash bags, oh, you know what I'm crazy. saying? You know, like, <laughs> you know, like a parachute, but definitely like, what I wish I had then was how to use a sewing machine. Hmm. For real, for real, like I don't care how big the sewing machine was, as long as I knew that I can get on and just sew something together or taper something. Cause I would always ask my friends, like, bro, how how y'all tapering y'all uh, jeans and everything? Like, how y'all changing the fit on them? They would just tell me, like, bro, just get a sewing machine. Mm. Wouldn't wouldn't show me how to, you know what I'm saying? But they would always be like, bro, just get a sewing machine. So it's like that sewing machine played a big part. But around that time. And I, and I was just cutting up jeans, hmm. putting holes in the jeans, making them look like acid wash or something like that. I was really on jeans heavy. I didn't start making shirts till like 2019. Wow, so fairly recent, fairly recent. Yeah. So what year or how old were you when you got your uh, your sewing machine, your first sewing machine? Uh, it's crazy. So I'm so I'm 23 now. Mm-hmm. I didn't get my first sewing machine till like 2021. Damn, so two, yeah. two, three years ago or so, 
Not like yeah. when he was like 20 or 21. Yeah. So is that when you, so you mentioned you had taught yourself how to sew. Is that when you started teaching yourself how to yeah. sew? Gotcha. So like what's crazy is I had to force myself to learn how to use my sewing machine. I went and got a sewing machine. It was sitting in a box for a month. Mm. And on that night, I got into a heated argument with my ex, bro. Mm -hmm. Like bad. So I called my mom's like, yo, I need to leave the crib. Like, let me come to your house for like a few days. Mm -hmm. Mom's like cool. She she had she had she had came and picked me up, and I walked out with just my sewing machine and my vinyl cutter. She was like, "You ain't gonna bring no clothes with you?" And I'm like, "Nah." The whole time I'm here, I'm about to be making clothes. Like, I'm about to be like really doing this. And so I went to her crib, went back to my old room, bro. I put that sewing machine out. I needed one YouTube video, just one YouTube video. It was like. 30 seconds long. They only showed me how to put the thread in the sewing machine. And I'm like, oh, this is easy. Boom, got on it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, boy. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, this done it's opened life. up a whole new door for sure. Like, My yeah. My man started singing praises. Praises. And I'm like, oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? For sure. So I love that. That's fire. So you've been... The, your first um, foray into fashion was creating jean shorts and jeans, yeah. where you were, uh, you know, make, bleaching them, changing the colors on them, putting different holes in them, adding different yeah. paints, colors, different vibes. So, from from uh, from pants into shirts, what inspired you to like? I guess foray out of pants into like mm. other options. Were you kind of just like, all right, man, I'm getting tired of just creating pants, or were you like, man, I just need to level up my skill set and, and create some more shit, or are you like, yeah. damn, I need to put out a new capsule. I've been putting out the same pants capsules. Like, what was the vibe that made you be like, I need to put shirts and think about other unique items to 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 put on the side or to sell? Uh, so I have two best friends, right? And one of them, so like they're both talented. It's like, bro, they're very talented. And one of them, he he raps. The other one, bro, like he's the one who be forcing me into meeting new people. It's like, bro, like I'm shy, so it's like I don't really I'm not be standoffish. But bro, be like, bro, you need to come here and meet this person. So after I graduated, he was like, "Are you serious about making clothes?" I'm like, "Yeah, for sure." And he was like, cool, because I know some people who doing the same thing that you're doing, but they're like going crazy with it. And then I'm like, bet. So there was one day he had called. He was like, pull up to uh, Westport Media Collective. Pulled up, and this is fashion designer named Phil. Phil go crazy. Like, his his upbringing is uh, dead. You know what uh, I'm saying? Oh, uh, Picasso or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, when I met him, Bro, he was on the vinyl uh, cutter. He was on the sewing machine. Like, he was cooking up something crazy. I'm like, bro, how do you do this? And he was breaking it down to him. He said, bro, vinyl is the same thing that the bigger companies use. Mm -hmm. Like Nike, all that, bro. It's all vinyl. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, no, it's not. Bro, he literally, like, cooked up a Nike hoodie right here. I'm like, <laughs> hold on, bro. Like, <laughs> word? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, like. If, and if I got access to this, just imagine what I can do with it. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't gonna lie, but my first shirt designs was trash. And I'm like, it's cool. It was just basic hippie studios across the front. Yeah. But the tees were 
super thin. They were super see-through. Like I, not, I didn't know about different shirt quality around that time. And I was just going to Joann's and then just getting any regular regular shirt. You know what I'm saying? So, bro, really showed me a whole different side of the fashion world. It, 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 it kind of helped me open up the door to realize, like, no, nah, it's more behind the scenes. Like, I never thought owning a website could could bring you the most benefits ever like bro that's so beneficial bro like yeah it's cool being on the street selling shirts mm -hmm. but that website gonna reach different audiences Continents. bro <laughs> yeah for sure so once phil showed me that and i'm like bro there's no way i can fail in this bro as long as i just do what i need to do like bro, that's crazy so yeah i, I was making shirts at first then i found like a few websites where they're like yeah just put your design on here and upload it to your site and we can just drop ship it for you. Yeah, I tried that, but it's like, and if I can't hold it in my hand mm -hmm. before I drop it, I ain't really satisfied because I don't know how it's gonna turn out. So it's like, I got back on that vinyl cutter, you know what I'm saying? I had to go back to how I really got into it. I'm like, all right, cool. So yeah, that, yeah. Hell bro, yeah. bro really showed me something different. So. Uh, Quick shout out to Woods and and, uh, and and Phil, cause you mentioned both of them as being some, you know, foundational key parts of your journey, just in terms of your interest in fashion, sure. leveling up some, or, or exposing you to new thought processes around fashion and creation. So one thing I love to hear from you is just acknowledging that, you know what yeah. I'm saying? One thing in every city, it's not a Kansas City thing, man. A lot of people like to just put it on their city. And every yeah. city that we see is a, a lack of uh, showing love and, and respect to people who came before you um, yeah. or who are supporting you or who had supported you or who inspired you. We do, you know, and I've seen it on my podcast myself with some of the guests that come on here where I'm like, man, I know, I know, I know, I know, we, I know your origins, brother. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know your origins. I know the story. I, I, I saw who was tagging you in post in yeah. 2013. You better show some love. But yeah. people don't like to show love, and so I just want to shout you out for that and then shout them out as well. Um, if they happen to hear this interview, you already know y'all can come on the show. What's cracking? Like, I feel like those are the two best fashion designers from the city. Like, when it comes to, like, streetwear, I'm not, those, I'm not big, those two have I'm not stamp. big into fashion. I won't lie. I'm not big into fashion. I've been trying to because of my lady. That's why yeah. you see this. This. Yeah. That's not me. This is my lady. She's the one that can sew and do the pieces. He's yeah. back here that we getting ready to release here soon. Uh, sure. Not we, my bad, babe. I ain't saying we, you, that you getting <laughs> ready to release. Um, so she's she's in that world, and obviously, you know, she care about her man looking good, and I don't care about looking good. I just, I'm just that guy. Yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to learn how to care more about my fashion. I say that to say that as a person who's not in the industry and doesn't understand what dope shit look like, I just have my own opinions. Mm. I definitely think uh, I don't ever know if I'm saying his name right, but Woods, I just think he the coldest. He's the, uh, he's the coldest from the perspective of, like, I enjoy his work the most. Yeah. I think there's other uh, creatives that create some dope shit where I'm like, wow. Like, for example, Yaz. Yaz creates oh, some of the bro, sickest bags bro. I've ever seen. His bro, bags like, are wild. Like, those are super crazy. cold. Um, and then... Um, I've seen some, I'm not too into the different colored jeans and shit like yeah. that, but the ones that I've liked a lot in terms of just, uh, you know, cool shit going on is, um, I gotta remember buddy name. Um, damn, damn, I feel bad. 
Well, it'll come to me eventually. I, I do love the creativeness of some of the like add-ons that uh, Phil does, like oh, add yeah. like a fucking toy to yeah. his pants or some shit, or yeah. add like a like I don't know like like a dog, like a doll or Hey Arnold. Then he bought it like like the uh, dead dog. Yeah, like yeah. that shit is hard. I would never in my life wear it or even think about wearing it. But what yeah. I will say is it is dope, like from a creative perspective. But in terms of I would rock it and I love what he's doing and I love like I've loved it since Asset Luxury is is yeah. was. I've been I've been following his story for a while, so he got some Definitely. dope shit going on. But I'm excited to just continue to see the community of um fashion creators and, and just people in the industry yeah. here continue to grow. I would love to see like all of you guys. Like I know there's more than like you know the people I know, but maybe maybe it'll might have to be something I put together just because of the people yeah. that I appreciate and respect in the fashion industry. Bring y'all all one place and just sell that hoe out. Have like some artists come through. For Everybody sure. got tables. Just a whole ass vibe. Just people collaborating. Anyways, that's another story for another day. Um, so I'm gonna jump into one of my questions um, sure. for you today. And one of my questions is. How do you balance creativity and practicality when designing fashion pieces that push boundaries but are still wearable for everyday individuals? And the reason that I chose this question to ask you right now is because of what I was just saying. As an in, yeah. as a as a personal individual, I might look at something like that's dope, but that's too that's too crazy. I would never wear that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For me, and I know some people still buy that shit. But like, how do you think about that when you're about to create a piece? Have you ever like have you ever thought about creating a fucking skirt or some shit for men? You know what I'm saying? Like where you're pushing boundaries yeah. and you're like, ooh, the community might not like this, but I want to yeah. push the boundary as a fashion artist. How do you think about balancing like being practical, like where a lot of people could wear this, but also still trying to push that creativity? So like what I normally do, so I try to base my designs around people that well, not just people, but like what people can feel, you know what I'm saying? Like what somebody can really relate to. So when I'm cooking something up, I'll, so like, I really don't like showing my designs, bro. I hate showing them because it's like somebody can take it. Mm. For, like most deaf. Mm. So it's like, I'm showing you behind the scenes. So what I normally tend to do, I got like a group of trusted people that I can trust with their word that won't really say like, yo, Cyrus about to drop this. And then, and then I'll ask them like, how do you feel about this? You know what I'm saying? Like, give me your point of view on it so I can see if I need to step back in the lab and be like, no, and I need to change this. You know what I'm saying? And if I, I, I kind of start out by saying, like, do I want this to be a day-to-day -day type of design that's, that, like, that like and if you get up in the morning and you got to go out, take the trash out, you're going to throw on this hoodie mm, for gotcha. sure. Yeah. Or do I want it to be like, no, nah, you can only wear this when you popping out, you know what I'm saying? Or on like some luxury type, or I want to get dressed with my lady or my dude, you know what I'm saying? So I got and I kind of figure that out first, then I'll be like, how do you feel about this? So I get people's point of view. So most of my designs are based off of how people see it too. Like, nah, I don't like this, change this, you know what I'm saying? So like, and it was one time where recently I dropped like some cropped hoodies now this is where it got like different. So like, I didn't know what measurements I wanted to go with. Mm -hmm. And I just went and got some blank hoodies, cut the bottoms off. Mm. I'm like, all right, cool. If you wear this, you're gonna have to have like a, like a shirt, nothing underneath it. You know what I'm saying? Cause right. it's like, what dude wants to walk around in the crop top? 
<laughs> or a cropped hoodie. Like, hold on, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, my manufacturer would have made it so differently. I might, you know what I'm I, I might do it. I might do it. <laughs> Bugs and all, no. <laughs> you know what nah, I'm saying? Play, so like, yeah. I gave one of the hoodies to my homie. I'm like, put this on how you would wear. It. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And he like cool. And the thing is, he likes wearing his like smaller. Yeah. So if bro wear a medium, he gonna pick up a small. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, why? <laughs> okay, just do your thing. You know what I'm saying? So whenever he wears it, or whenever anybody wears something that I've made, I sit back and I look at it like, nah, mm. this ain't it. You know what I'm saying? Or coulda coulda did something differently. So I really tested that boundary. Like, let me start out by making cropped hoodies and see where that takes me. You know what I'm saying? See if I kind of like it or don't like it. Right. And if I can make the hoodie longer or keep it at where it is, or do I want to keep getting blanks or do I want to go to my manufacturers? I got like 15 different manufacturers, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I seen you on the phone with somebody in China. (laughs) <laughs> buddy, buddy, buddy bro, was on FaceTime I with really somebody in like Sri Lanka or something. Like, I was like, buddy, just over here screen recording the FaceTime. This was like, yeah. this was like six months ago, I think, when I first started following you or something. And it was like, buddy, this dude was walking around the manufacturing plant, just showing yeah. shit. I said, I said, damn, like niggas on FaceTime at two a.m. I be wanting to show, like, bro, people really don't be believing me when I be like, I'm up to the sun come up. Mm. I'm working, like, bro, I'm talking to different manufacturers because. Over in Pakistan or in China, they're up when we're not. Yeah. So, like, difference. I normally get most of my messages at 3 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And that's when they're mainly active. So, it's like, right now, I'm super locked in for my fall and winter drop. It's like, bro, I have to be up when y'all up so I can mm-hmm. make sure it's getting done correctly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and people don't be thinking, like, nah, bro, you cap. So, when my manufacturer went live... I got on live with them. I don't really give out none of my manufacturers, but now it's like everybody need them. So I'm like, shit, y'all gonna chime in when, I, when I'm when i on live talking to bro too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I really can't understand what he's saying half the time, but <laughs> y'all gonna see, bro. This is really what I'm doing at three in the morning. I'm sitting there talking to Muhammad. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting there talking to his people like, no, nah, I need this sample. I need this, I need that. You know what I'm saying? I need this color. I need it to look like this. And it's like, bro, that hard work. It's like, bro, them manufacturers is crazy. Crazy. (laughs) Late nights, can't understand. Some folks trying to rip you off. Sending products, late products, early products, wrong products. It's a a real hustle over there. And I did lost out. I have to tell you how much I've spent over in Pakistan, bro, just to get back half of the product. Mm -hmm. Then the product be wrong. Oh. It's crazy. Hey, they build resiliency though. You better get used to that shit. For gonna, sure. Hey, it only gonna happen on a on a lower scale, on a larger on a larger yeah. level. But that lower scale is still gonna be hitting because you're gonna yeah. remember where you started out at. So when you're yeah. doing a fucking thirty thousand units and five thousand of them come in wrong, even though you got twenty five thousand that's correct, you're gonna yeah. be like, "Fuck that five thousand like, hurt." I want to make some shoes so bad. But the, but all manufacturers is like no you gotta have at least a hundred thousand pairs Mm-mm. at least a hundred thousand pairs I'm like yeah I'm gonna holler at y'all oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna holler at y'all on another day because y'all gonna send me fifty thousand wrong and 50, for sure I'm gonna be out fifty thousand have to sell quadruple sure. the price to be able to and re- then it's re- more up. if you want to make your own mode like 
now you got people using like the Air Force One mode. Mm-hmm. But if you want to create something from like scratch, yeah, oh, you got to have more than that. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, Who are some brands on like, you know, like when we talk about represent Ruigi, uh, uh. Shit, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Amiri, just like people on that level who have broken into the industry, are considered successful, but are still young and growing. I wouldn't consider Amiri young and growing, but still growing. Yeah. But either way, like Ruigi, um, I like this guy George Heaton. He owns the company Represent, um, yeah. based out of the UK. But who who do you find to be doing some dope shit right now on that scale? Bro, it's a lot. Oh, you got my boy. Hollywood Shaq, mm-hmm. bro, he's going crazy, like, and he's based out of, like, uh, should I think it's Atlanta? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, he's really going crazy. And what's wild is, uh, he gets on live every day, and he tells people, like, if you want me to rate your brand, you know what I'm saying, then drop your brand in the comments. Mm-hmm. I was at work one day when I tapped into one of his lives on accident, and I'm like, Shit, it won't hurt if I just mention mine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I dropped my brand and I told him, check out my page. And if you do, you do. If you don't, you don't. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, well, y'all basically know how this works. If it's trash, I ain't going to say nothing. I, I ain't even going to give you the time of day. But if I like it, you know what I'm saying? And I'm going to let you know. So he went on my page while he was on love like around this time he had like 500 people on love and i'm like bro this may make or break my brand and so the first thing that he went to on my page was my jeans and this is how i knew like i'm different when it comes to jeans bro the first thing that he went on he was like yeah your hoodies is cool like it ain't nothing wrong with your hoodies or your shirts but your jeans my boy Bro, he literally, like, he went to each pair of jeans that he liked, and he put it on love. Everybody in them comments was going crazy. That's crazy. I'm like, bro, he really just, like, it's like a shout-out for free. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's free promo. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, I'm going to take this and run with it, like, for sure. And he was like, bro, your jeans are so hard, I have to follow you. You know what I'm saying? So once he did that, I'm like, all right, cool, bro. Bro really going off. Uh I just found this new brand called You Love SK. Okay. He go crazy and he's young, bro. He's like 22. Brand brand different is hard, you know what I'm saying? Then you got Isaiah Outsider. Mm-hmm. He go hard too, like bro. He tough, like the what is that uh, font? It's like Y2K. He had went crazy with that font on a hoodie, blew it up. Who else go crazy? Uh, you got World Envision. I really yeah. like them because they really giving out a lot of gems. Yeah, that's who inspired me. I tried to start a little, I don't got the shirt on right now. Yeah. I tried to start a, a brand um, under like the uh, podcast guy. So I started, you know, Voices of Value. So I started mm-hmm. the t-shirts Voices of Value with the Culture Talks across the front because the Culture Talks is what their original name of the podcast yeah. was. And World Envision is one of those brands that I was like looking up to and watching their videos, watching their game, trying to get up on game for the t-shirts. But look, hey, I applaud all you folks in the fashion industry because that shit ain't no joke, bro. Bro, it's so It ain't no joke. There's just so much to understand, so much to learn. If you want it to be quality, it takes some time. You got to really be committed in case you have a big enough brand to just drop merch. But if you're trying to drop some... Like some br- like your brand, because yeah. there's like branded like 
yeah. capsules, collections that are fire, and then there's merch. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can just drop a merch, some merch, and if you popping, you gonna get some money from it. But it don't mean yeah. you no designer or no fashion guy. You just drop some yeah. merch. It's like going to a Taylor Swift concert. You buy some T-shirts. They ain't gonna be the hardest T-shirts on earth, but they are gonna be definitely seventy five dollars yeah. a pop, and you gonna pay for it because you respect the individual for sure. So there's merch, and then there's yo brand. And so I didn't want it to just be merch, you know what I'm saying? But then I realized how much extra work going into trying to turn it into like a fashion brand and I just kind of put it off to the side. So that shit's sitting there in silence right now. But I was like, yeah, I ain't ain't no fashion designer. So we're going to, I'm going to have to create a team, figure out another way around this shit. But no, I just want to applaud y'all because I done, you know, yeah, just some bullshit. Lost some money, buy a whole bunch of product. Boy. Niggas say that they can print this cold like I wanted. They printed that shit is trash. It's crazy. I'm not trying to yell at these niggas. Then I accept it and I keep yeah. it rolling. And so, it's a uh, it's definitely a, a a hustle for sure. For like my winter collection, I've been working on my winter collection. That I'm dropping this year. I've been I've been working on that for three years now, bro. Wow. Yeah. Like, cause it's like I want that piece to be where people can be like, nah, he built this from scratch. Mm-hmm. Quality's great. Like, bro, my puffer jackets that I'm about to drop, and I've been saying this every year, my puffer jackets that I'm about to drop, bro, I've never seen nobody in the city do this. Well, and it's like, I like when 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 people ask, what is it? I just say, bro, you gotta wait and see. Like this, this one really gonna be the game changer. This, this is really gonna let the world know like, bro, Hippie Studios ain't playing with y'all, bro. Like, he's coming crazy with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, now I'm letting people just have a fun in the fashion world. But behind the scenes, bro, this get difficult down to the stitching. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to know your different fabrics. You got to know your different stitching. You got to know different everything, bro. Like, and it's a fa- uh, uh, fabric warehouse up north. And I had to go tap in with them because they got different qualities in there. They got everything that I didn't know of. I'm like, bro, this is what I want my tracksuits to feel like. Mm. You know what I'm saying? This is what I want this to feel like. I can come in here and, like, bro, they let me have access to the back. They don't They don't let everybody walk back there. First day they met me, they was like, it's, it's something about you. You need to come to the back. Bro, I walk to the back, it's like a kid in a candy store. Man. Brother, 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 lady told me, like, the way your face just lit up when you walked back here, <laughs> you know this is your your world. Bro, I spent, like... Five hours just walking around there looking at different fabric. Mm-hmm. I ain't even getting nothing. I'm just sitting there looking around like, bro, this is crazy. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, bro, this what my bro my winter collection about to. It's going go, a little crazy. It's about to go wild. You gonna, <laughs> you gonna be cold wearing some cold shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm you saying? Gonna be like, cold wearing some cold. Yeah. And we ain't talking icewear. Nope. They so- <laughs> nah, I love it. I love it. As a as a as a fashion designer, um. This might be a question that you may have thought about and may have never thought about. And it's okay yeah. if you haven't thought about it. And it's okay if you have. Um, yeah. You know, we respect honesty. It's all about. But anyways, sometimes I'll talk too much. Let me just ask the question. As a fashion designer, how do you approach sustainability and ethical practices within the fashion industry? Um, have you thought about this? And if so, what steps um, have you thought about or approached or had conversations about to kind of reduce the environmental impact? Now, again, may not be something you care about at this moment in your life or approached it, and that's fine. But I know that's a big thing in the fashion industry around right now, yeah. talking about like uh, the environmental impact of like the closure people are creating, the factories and pollution and all this shit that's impacting yeah. like earth and health and wellness. And then, you know, we could 
get super deep, but we don't got to, but around just kids working in warehouses in certain countries and shit like that. So, again, if you haven't thought about it, you know, it's all good. Be something that you move forward with if you have. Just what what are, what are some thoughts or what have you done or thought so about like, doing? Whenever I find a new manufacturer, so, like, obviously these manufacturers are known to have kids in, like, a sweatshop, mm-hmm. workshop. But the first thing that I do when I get a new manufacturer, I tell them, hey, we need to hop on a video call. Mm-hmm. You need to show me around your warehouse. Like, you need to let me know that y'all really in there, like, doing this. But if y'all got kids in here working like crazy, nah, we, nah, bro, we're not going to do no business, bro. Because it's like, let 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 kids be kids, bro. Let them do what they do. So it's like, I, 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 I definitely make sure the environment that my clothes is being made in is, like, up to par for, for yes, for how I want it to be. Mm-hmm. And it's getting so crazy to where I'm starting to look for manufacturing here in the States, bro. I so heard that like, price tag is crazy in the oh, States, though. Price tag is I heard that wow. shit is dumb. Bro, when I first got into fashion, I wanted some samples. I was looking at one of the, uh, it's like a uh, manufacturer out in Los Angeles. I'm uh, I'm looking at them, but they told me like, off rip, you need to have at least 500 Jeez. hoodies. Or shirts, you know what I'm saying? Like, you need to come in here and spend some bread. And I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, oh, you know what I'm oh. saying? I'm like, bro, I'm only 18. Mm, like, I need help. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm he like, needs some milk. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, let me go ahead and go overseas for like a little bit. But yeah, bro. Nah, I, I definitely you. think about like the what goes into making a piece. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Have you been to, um, LA or New York yet in person in terms of, you know, since these are places that are like huge fashion spaces, um, huge, uh, you know, just shit ton of shit happening in there. I just said shit ton of shit. That's crazy. Anyways, but have you been able to visit either of those cities? If not, do you have any plans? Are you excited? Like, where are some places you want to visit that kind of inspire you as a, as a fashion creator? You know, it's wild. So when I tell people this, but they look at me like I'm crazy. I'm 23, bro. I've never left Kansas City. Never traveled anywhere, bro. Like, all I know is Kansas City. So now, now, hold on. What level of not traveled anywhere, Ben? You ain't been to Chicago? Nope. St. Louis? I have for okay. one day. For one day. It was a concert, y'all. Was Des Moines, like, Iowa? <laughs> <laughs> I have for one day, but I've never been, like, outside of I that. feel you. I feel you. I was about to I was about to say, that's crazy. You ain't really been to Des Moines, to St. Louis. But no, I feel you. Nah. You ain't for real traveled, nah. traveled outside of Kansas City like that nah. for a, a, to, to an extent where you can say you experienced this new place. Yeah. Got you. So it's like, when I do, I definitely want to. I've been thinking about going to Las Vegas first. And then that's because um, they have this thing once a year where it's called a trade show. Mm-hmm. And what it is, what it, what it mainly like con- consists of is it's a huge, uh, what is it? Like, it's like a huge building, bro. Yeah. And they bring all kinds of manufacturers. Convention center. Yeah, yeah convention center. Yeah, that's that's what I was looking for. But they bring all the manufacturers from 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 like everywhere. So from Pakistan, China, North Korea, France, everybody, and they put them in one space. And it's like you can go around and you can find 
which manufacturer is doing what mm-hmm. rather than get on Alibaba right and looking for it like now you're in person talking to the manufacturer now like you done met the plug now so it's yeah, like you done, you done shook the plug hand. <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying so it's like I I I, I definitely want to travel there first just so I can be like all right cool I've met you in person you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so let's really work I've seen what y'all can do you know what I'm saying then after that that's when I want to start to travel to like different states and just give out shirts, give out hoodies. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, this is my brand. Let me give you this. Or like do like a, a social experiment. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like like pick people's brain, you know what I mean? And be like, oh, you got this uh, uh, question right here. Let me give you this hoodie or something. Mm-hmm. Or let me give you like a discount off my website. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I definitely want to travel to LA for sure. Because they have a lot of me, uh, they have like that fashion district, don't they? Yeah, it's yeah. over there. It's deep too. Yeah, so I, yeah, so I really want to just walk around there and see like what I can pick up on. That's how I know I'm not in the fashion industry. Because every time I had to go to the fucking fashion district in LA, I'd be so mad. I'd have to walk with one of my friends because he had a <laughs> company, a fashion company. Yeah, and he'd be walking around there. He'd be trying to find some new people to print his shirts. And I'm like, bro, get me out of here, dog. Yeah. I'm trying to go home. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go home. I want to go. I want to go to eat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, for sure. Nah, it's, it's dope, man. Now you got me over here brainstorming. I'm like, boy, I'm, hey, I almost pulled my credit card out and said, brother, we going to Chicago right now. We got to <laughs> go. We got to take you out of Kansas City real quick. But I got a homie just like that. My my uh, homie, Chef Rui. Mm-hmm. Bro, greatest chef in the city. Yesterday, he oh, that's your dog? Like, hey, yeah, Chef, come on yeah, the podcast, Chef. Yeah, but that's my brother, man. Like, yesterday, he just told me, like, saw. We need to get you out of the city, bro. Like, bro, like, bro, you, like, you, you got to see more. And I was telling them, like, just staying here is really not that much inspiration. And so that's when people be asking me, like, where do you get your inspiration from if you ain't never left the city? Instagram. No, <laughs> bro. I'm fine. I'm fine. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, bro, bro is like, bro is definitely on the type of time, like, yeah, bro, you need to get out of the city. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, nah, you'll, you'll, uh, you'll definitely appreciate it, man. Like, ain't yeah. nothing like seeing some new cultures, experiencing new, some new things and making a few connections going somewhere. Yeah. It always feels good, so yeah. that's for sure. So as, as we get to the tail end of this podcast, I kind of want to ask you a little bit about the marketing side of, of Hippie Studios. Like, when you're, for example, the winter pieces you're talking about, Mm-hmm. Like, how do you think about marketing? When, are you just like, I'm gonna post this on Instagram every day until somebody buys? Are you, hey, I'm gonna go on, I'm gonna create an ad and pay Facebook to run me some Facebook ads? Are you gonna hire somebody who's good at marketing and just be like, yo, blow my shit up for a few weeks? Like, how do you think about marketing? Um, or have you thought about it in the past? Is it more hand to hand? I'm gonna see you in person, just try to sell on the mm-hmm. street, like. And, and there's no right or wrong answer here. It's just how have you been approaching it over the past few years? So, like, over the last few years, I didn't know nothing about marketing like I do now. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like, you, so what's crazy is you can sell out of a drop with without having a single piece in front of you, bro. And that just comes in with marketing. And what I learned off marketing, it's like, you can have the worst piece ever. As long as you market it, somebody's going to buy it. Mm-hmm. So over these last few years, I've wasted so much money on ads 
and I didn't know what I was doing to where I had to step back. Like when I see something's not going right, I take a step back so I can examine it. Like, what am I doing wrong here? Like, do I need to go back to the books more? Do I need to look up something? Like, do I really need to put in some more work? And when I did that, bro, I, I've, I've paid for a lot of courses. You know what I'm saying? To where now I have my own little ebook teaching people how to start up a clothing brand. You know what I'm saying? And it comes with 15 manufacturers. It tells you what's a good time to post on TikTok, how to post on TikTok, how to post on Instagram. Uh, when's, when's, when's it a good time to post this, this, and this? When, when it's good to start to like do your marketing? Like it's always good to do it a, a, a month before whatever you drop. How to do it, how to do pre-orders, you know what I'm saying? So it's like just taking a step back in the working because I did want to hire somebody, but I thought like, what if this person just ups and quit? Mm. I don't know how to do it. So it's good for me to learn it. So definitely, bro. So when I, like my fall collection, it's, bro, it's tough, but I'm not going to market it as hard. I'm going to market this winter collection because mm. I'll put more work in on the winter collection. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So I was just talking to one of my friends probably like last week because he's, he's a, a model. And I'm asking him like, bro, how do people get ready for photo shoots? And he was like, you need to find a location. You need to find hair hairdressers. You need to find makeup artists. You need to find your models. You need to get in contact with them. You need to talk to them. You need to see what size they wear, what they're comfortable with. Bro, and then there was so much. I'm like, hold on. Write it down for me, bro. <laughs> like, like, wait, wait a minute. Like, hold on. <laughs> Write it in the iPhone notes. Yeah. So it's like, and I just been visualing, and I mean, uh, visualizing how I want my photo shoot to look for my winter collection. And I'm like, I need to leave the city for that one. Mm. Bro, like, I, I want to travel to, like, Denver or something. Yeah. To where it's something, like, somewhere where it's snowing crazy so that them pictures can come out so raw. Right. Like, they have to come lock, out lock raw. Lock it in your calendar, right? We going to Chicago, bro. Bro, they, we going to Chicago. Hey, we somewhere, going, we, we going bro. to Chicago in fucking November, bro. <laughs> bro, Put they have to come out so raw. And... I just been thinking about how I want this con uh this this uh content to look like. Do I want it to be basic? Do I want it to be like some? Cause you know they got that three D marketing now too. Do I want to do something like that? That shit is hard, man. Well, well, I've been seeing some people gonna, uh, mess around with that. That shit's crazy. Yeah, I so need it's to, like I need to find some three D dude to bring on the show to talk about how the hell that shit works. But that shit's yeah. gangster. Yeah, bro, like it's different. So it's like. And I just been thinking, and I just been doing a lot of brainstorming. How do I want this to really look like? How do I want to market? And how much do I want to put behind on the budget? Like, the more you spend, the more people just gonna reach for sure. So it's like, bro, this, bro, this marketing for this, bro, I'm, yeah. Gotta go, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be my first and ever time I market something and it's like spot on. Yeah. Age range. Different groups, all, bro, everything. It's like plugins. Locked in. Yeah. I sure. love it. I love it. Well, I'm excited for that winter collection to come out. You know, I, I really appreciate you making time to come on the show today, talk a little bit about your upbringing, talk a little bit about your inspiration, sure. about what you're looking forward to in terms of these fall and winter drops, specifically yeah. that winter drop. Um, 
appreciate you sharing a little bit about what might potentially come out in the winter. We heard a little bit about some some uh, puffer jackets, heard a little bit about some other shit. So yeah. make sure y'all run that back and go ahead and keep your eye out for them pre-orders because sure. we got to sell out before they come out. Because if you miss out. it, you miss it. And you you ain't, it, it you ain't coming it. back. You know what, you know what I'm saying? It ain't going to come back the same at least. <laughs> There's only one time for the you fire to come. I love for it. Sure. I love it. So I really appreciate that, man. Before we sign out today, would you mind plugging people on where they can find you? Uh, social media, website. Um, how they can shop with you, um, how wh- where they should be paying attention in terms of when that winter drop drops. Like, yeah. just plug them in. So, if if we happen to have one or one million listeners, they know where to find mm-hmm. you. So, uh, I'm on TikTok at Hippie Studios. You can find me on Instagram. My business page is Hippie Studios underscore. My main page is Hippie Supreme. Well, underscore Hippie Supreme. And I'm active on both, you know what I'm saying? I'm not one of those people who don't reply back. Like, I'm definitely going to reply back for sure. So, you can definitely find me on there. Uh, I don't really mess with Facebook a lot, you know what I'm saying? Definitely don't. But if you want to feel like you're a part of Hippie Studios' life, just go on my website at www.hippiestudios.org and just sign up for the uh, VIP list. You can put your phone number in there or your email, and you can definitely, like, bro, those are the people who get everything first. Yes, sir. So whenever I'm planning something out or if I'm in a good mood, I want to do a whole discount off my website. Like, here, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to send it out to my VIP group first. They get first come, first serve. Boom, whatever's left. Then that's going on socials. You know what I'm saying? So, I yeah. love it. I love it. I love it. Our two final questions for you today. What does it mean to be wealthy to Cyrus? Is it monetary only? Is it mindset? What exactly are you wealthy already? Like in your head, when I say, you know, I want you to be wealthy, how do you process that? So it's like, so like, I I feel as if it all plays a part of your mindset. If your mindset's cool, because you can have all the money in the world. Money don't really, money's just a, and it's just there, bro. It's really not like an actual thing. What's really going to pay you is that knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Like, what I know how to do, people going to pay for that. Like, I had to pay for what I wanted to learn. And I had to buy them courses. I had to buy all that. Just like the other day, uh, somebody asked me, like, bro, can I buy what you know? Like, can you sell me your uh, ebook or everything? Like, bro, can you sell me your manufacturing list? I had to put in work for that, too. So, and it's like, but that knowledge is definitely, it, it, it plays a big part. And if your mind ain't right, then your pockets ain't right. Mm. And if your pockets ain't right, then you, then you most definitely not right, bro. Like, <laughs> then you're most definitely not right, bro. So you really gotta, you really gotta get your mental right. You really gotta get in that space where if you think it and you believe it, if you manifest that, it's definitely gonna happen. For sure. And I see it every day by the people that I surround myself by. Years ago, they were saying, I'm going to be like this in this such such, such, such time type. You know what I'm saying? And I'm seeing it actually happen. So you really have to have that mindset of this is it. This is me. This is exactly who I'm supposed to be. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to start rapping. (laughs) (laughs) This is it. Real, for real, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? High school musical. Yeah, but yeah, definitely. Like, it starts with the uh, mental.
too. Get Mention that first. mind right, Mention your pocket's going to be right. Yeah. Your pocket's right, you're going to be right. But yeah, if your pocket's ain't lot. right, you yeah. definitely not right. <laughs> For sure. Like, bro, I pick up on books. Like, every time I'm in the mall, I'm getting a new book. I love it. Daily got to stop by Barnes & Noble. Right right now, I'm reading uh, 48 Laws of Power. Yes, sir. Good one. Yeah, Good definitely choice. Definitely got to. I love like, it. Like, bro, it changes your mental. Yes, sure. sir. So y'all make sure y'all tap in with that. A final question that we ask every podcast guest that comes on the show yeah. is, it's your last day on earth. You're 125 years old. You've lived a long life, sold all the clothes you wanted to, mm. lived the life you wanted to, established wealth, established wealth for your great, great grandkids. You just did everything you wanted to do in this life. You yeah. praised God. You lived for God. You did everything you wanted to do, but it's your last day on earth. Your great-great-grandkids are sitting at your feet, and they look up to you, and they're like, great-great-granddad, give me one piece of advice on how to live a, how to live a good life. What you going to say? Uh, for real, for real, just do what you want to do, bro. You know what I'm saying? Bro, just get up and actually, like, just get to it. You know what I'm saying, bro? Just start it. Like, if you come to me and be like, oh, I wish I could do this, do it. Just do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, just do it for sure. So, yeah. Just it. just get to it, bro. Just get to it. Find yeah. out what you want to do and get to it. That's yeah. it. You you got to find your passion. You got to find your little sport. Yes, sir. And you got to get to it. The sport of life, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Voices of Value podcast. Yeah. Finishing off with our interview with Cyrus Oliver, a.k.a. Hippie Supreme of Hippie Studios. Make sure y'all tap in. If you need to find the website, click the link below in the description. Tap in with our guy. That's the show. Peace.